Victory Monday. Oh, how sweet it is. Welcome back to another episode of Chargers Powder Hour. Colin Appel and Miles Raruka here. Chargers fresh off a 28-24 victory yesterday over the Minnesota Vikings. Um, man, I'm excited to record this episode. We have a lot to talk about, but first, man, how you doing and how you feeling after that that dub? That dub that you were in attendance for. That was, about that. Man, that was one that was like the most perfect Chargers Vikings game I think you could have. Like that there's no way that game was gonna end any differently than that between those two teams, man. But dude, yeah, hell of a fun time. Uh Vikings fans are really dope. Um, dude, that it looks like Game of Thrones reruns, some of the dudes in the stadium. Like, I'm talking like we're talking full Viking gear, shields, uh, like it's badass. Some of the dudes there. But everyone, it's that Midwestern hospitality. Everyone was awesome to us. And, you know, at the end of the day, we got done all that I cared about, which was getting the win. So I'm great, man. I'm definitely a little bit roughed up today. Um, definitely had my fair share of celebration drinks last night. We haven't had a victory Monday in like, like what, like nine months, nine, eight, nine months, something along those lines. So, man, first Chargers dub in a minute. And what a fun one it was to watch, man. We definitely had some dudes fill up the stat sheets, unlike we've seen before. And I'm excited to talk about it, man. Dude, crazy, crazy game. I'm, I'm jealous that, I mean, as the game was was unfolding, I just kept thinking, dude, he's getting he's getting to watch such a good game right now. I've been blessed like, with a lot of very good football games, very good Chargers games that I've been in attendance for. So, yeah, and that's that's awesome too, because like when I think about all the games that I've been to um, in the last 15 years, like there's only been a couple that really stand out as far as like really fun, really like just, you know, big high quality games that the chargers have won because a lot of them in recent years of, I mean, even when we've won, you know, it was, it's nothing crazy. It was nothing like a, like not a hugely significant win. Like I went to the uh, Texans game last year and that was just kind of like, Ugly wins. Yeah. Yeah. Ugly win. Nothing too crazy. You know, you're happy to see him get the dub. But uh, I I would say the one, I think the best game that I've been to was also a game that you were at. And that was the Thanksgiving Day game in Dallas in 2017, I believe. Um, Phillip Rivers going off for like 400 yards, three touchdowns, Keenan Allen breaking ankles, Desmond King pick six to the house. What a team that was, man. Those a days crazy were crazy game. And like one of the one of the few Charger games that I've been to that was just like from the jump, everything went right. It was stress, stressful. Stress free. Yep. Stress free and just a fun one to be at. Now, this one definitely was not stress free, but um still still a great game to go to. Yeah, dude. Hell of a fun time. It's honestly crazy. Like that was probably like my fourth best game that I've been to, Chargers game. I mean, I've just been Thursday night in Kansas City, that Las Vegas at the end of the year. Uh, I mean, I was my first game in Qualcomm was to clinch the playoffs in overtime against the Chiefs. Like, yeah. I've just been I've just been blessed with a lot of very very good football games. So, yeah, this one yeah. was definitely one for the list. One of my one of my favorite games I've been to in a long time. It's it's actually been a minute since I've caught them get a dub. I believe it was that last time we won at Arrowhead was the last game I was at, which we won. So we were on a bit of a skid, but um. Yeah, man. What a game. It was awesome. Yeah, dude. I I mean, the crowd just looks – it looks so loud there, even just from the broadcast. I can't even imagine what it felt like to be there in person because even even the uh, the commentators were, were saying, like, it is loud here. And then I even saw something, I think, after the game um, came out that the crowd noise actually affected Cousins and, and the offense on that last drive. That was which, all me. That was actually all me. That was like all my <laughs> voice. Yeah. So I'm, I'm happy different. I can do my part. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Built different. You are him. That's for sure. Timothy. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and get into it, man. Um, I, I can't wait any longer. So Chargers getting the dub 28-24 over the Vikings. Um. I think immediately what stood out to me was just Justin Herbert. I mean, we got to talk about Justin Herbert, but bro balled out and top 
what top three game of his career, top two, not two. I mean, I was trying to think of like another performance stat wise and just win, you know, everything else. And I, I was struggling to think of a, a better performance than, than what he had on Sunday. I mean, that was, he was dialed in and you could tell dude, like he was just not missing throws. I mean, 40 for 47. That's it's insane. insane. Four oh five, three touchdowns. I mean, dude, and take into account that wasn't even all of our throwing yards. We threw for what four sixty, and you know, forty nine of them came from the arm of Keenan Allen, which is awesome. So, dude, just what a what a fun game. I'm gonna remember that play for the rest of my life, especially when I'm thinking about this game. And I'll be like, that's when Keenan threw that touchdown to Mike. And yeah, Justin Herbert, man, is he's that guy, pal. He's that guy, pal. <laughs> Dude, yeah, crazy game to go to. God, I'm so jealous. You don't even you don't even know right now, but yeah. So let's uh, let's talk instant reaction here because obviously, I mean, Chargers had to get that win to really kind of keep their you know playoffs just alive. I mean, statistically, teams that start zero and three do not climb out of that hole very often. So it would have been a very tough situation to be in. And it felt like in the last minute there, it was another one was going to slip through our finger fingertips. And I'm sure you just had to be sick to your stomach sitting there. Once oh, yeah. that, that fourth and one did not. And I'm sure that stadium just went crazy, but oh, yeah. chargers hang on. They find a way uh, to hang on. The Vikings out chargered the chargers and one and two playoff hopes are, are alive and well, Vegas coming, coming to town this week. Uh, a lot to, a lot to look forward to, but what was the, uh, the instant reaction when you were walking out of the, the stadium on uh, yesterday, I should say, man, I was just, I couldn't believe we won that game. I, I told, I told everyone we were with, I was like, we're not, we're not going to get this done. Like I just, I've seen this team blow these kind of opportunities too many times before I was fully convinced we were not going to get the win there, but man, talk about having a shitty defense all year, but two goal line stops in the final two minutes to seal up a win is, I mean, they showed up when it mattered. And I mean, hopefully that seems to be the story of our defense in big games like that is, you know, they'll play horrible for like four and a half quarters, and then suddenly they'll just show up and make a play right when it matters. So that was the case yesterday. Obviously, you know, Justin Herbert, pretty much everything was just given to him. Keenan Allen literally didn't have 10 yards, didn't have another dude within 10 yards of him. It felt like pretty much all day. Um, just a flawless performance, really, by the offense. Um, but yeah, going forward, I think obviously we're going to need another receiver to step up. Big news, unfortunate news. Not all great things came out of the game yesterday. Mike Williams torn ACL, um, praying for his recovery. I'm really hoping that we. I was not there for the last game of his Charger career. Um, a lot of speculation going on about that, but yeah, I was just really at the time. I was just happy to get out of there, get the win, and I guess now we're on to Vegas. Yeah, really unfortunate about Mike Williams, but. Uh... I guess the silver lining is, you know, we really will see what Quentin Johnson is made of, and uh, I'm excited for him. That's a, a huge opportunity for him. I know it sucks for Mike, um, but it's a, it's a huge opportunity for for Quentin to, you know, establish himself as the number two or three guy on this team. I, I would love to see him take off. Um, and and Josh Palmer's been playing great. Not a knock to him, but I would like to see Quentin just go above and beyond that. Like if if Quentin can slide into that two spot and, and Palmer's still your three guy, I mean, that's, that's fine. Plus, I mean, Guyton should be back after the bye. Not that, not that we're extremely high on Guyton, but we do know he's a field stretcher with big playability. So just another piece that'll be added on that will help in that Mike Williams absence. But yeah, man, I think, I really think right now this offense needs back is Austin Eckler more than anything. I mean, we had, our top rusher had 15 yards yesterday. I think it ran for like 32 yards. Well, I mean, I would I would just say like the story of the game wasn't us finding our identity on the ground. Obviously, everything that was given to Justin Herbert, he was taking in a heartbeat. So I just I don't think that we've necessarily lost that identity on the ground. We're just, you know, we we're just down, we're down our best guy right now. And, you know, that we were just we were 
taking what was given the whole game, which was throwing the ball through the air. So, yeah, just right off rip, man. That's that's really what I wanted to see since Kellen Moore got hired. I know you're, one of your season predictions, which already hit here in week three, is Justin Herbert having a 400-yard game. Um, yeah, dude, I, I think I think the ceiling's the limit for this offense. Unfortunately, without Mike, it, it just won't be it won't be quite the same. But yeah, I'm excited to see what QJ can bring to the table as well. So who knows? Yeah, I I, I agree. <laughs> and this is something that uh you know I, I knew it was gonna get brought or just gonna be a thing after Kellen Moore said it. Um but you know, he talked a little bit ago or I want to say like last week or maybe week one about, Hey, every week to week, we're going to have a game plan based on the matchup, based on, you know, the matchups that we like that we're seeing on tape, you know, it's, it's going to be not, not every game is going to be similar play calling wise, you know, it's all situational. We've already seen that. We've seen a game where, you know, we, we were run heavy and that, you know, week one against Miami, I don't know how many rushes we had as a team, but we put up 230 yards on the ground. So, you know, that was just kind of the identity of that game and that matchup was, hey, we're going to be able to get our yards, move our move the ball, move, move our offense on the ground. Um, we don't need to force it, you know, down the field into, into, you know, a Fangio zone scheme where, you know, the windows can close pretty quick and, you know, you're asking for trouble, especially if you're throwing the ball 30, 40 times. But this was completely, completely different. You know, yes, Austin Eckler not being out there definitely changes things, but it's definitely a matchup they felt comfortable with, you know, really just abandoning abandoning the run. That's really what they did. Um, and look, Justin Herbert won this game for the Chargers yesterday, and it's crazy to think that 405 yards, 40 of 47, three touchdowns, uh, barely – wins you a game. I mean, that looking at that stat line, I, I would have liked to think we had at least won by 10 points, let alone a touchdown. Um, but you know, that's, that's not the reality of chargers football. Unfortunately, that's just not, it's just, it just isn't. Um, and that's great. I just, uh, it makes me nervous that this defense is still doing some, you know, some familiar things and it, it, it has gotten better. I mean, I definitely think this is a better performance. My instant reaction of the defense was really just, you know, they, they made plays when they needed to. It wasn't pretty. And, you know, looking at the box score, it's still not great. When you look at what they're giving up on in the air and on the ground, I think they give up 130 on the ground and a little over 300 in the air. So again, you know, Offense is really kind of having their way with this with this defense, but they definitely have you know they it was a vintage Staley performance. Bend, don't break, um, and also have a very questionable call at the end of the game, and have your defense completely bail you out. Vintage, vintage Staley defensive performance. How weird was that? You know, the offense was called upon to end the game, and it ended up being the defense that ended the game, man. But. Yeah, overall pretty quiet box score on the defensive side until you look at number 45. Dude, Tuli Tuli Pelotu is here, and he is that guy on this defense. I mean, I, I'm i hoping that we just continuously see more and more reps. Dude, he's defensive rookie of the year, like front runner in this league right now. He Nine hurries is the most since Nick Bosa, and that's, and that's only second overall since, like, the stat cast era has begun. So, wow. dude. Yeah, I mean, Thule through three weeks has been absolutely impressive. Another guy to shout out, um, especially these last two weeks, Kenneth Murray's looked really good these last two games. Obviously made that game-winning interception, kind of more of just the right place at the right time. But, I mean, it did fall through his hands or anything, so we'll take it. Yeah, got to shout out the defense for those last two stops for sure. I mean, they, they won the game. I mean, it's, it's kind of like the, you know, the unsung hero, but – yeah, I mean, they had opportunities to do it week one and week two, so it's great to see them at least come through when you need them the most. And to be able to hold, I mean, to be able to hold basically two goal line stands back-to-back to end the game, I mean, that's that's impressive. That, that shows fight. That shows, you know, that 
they were they they were gonna you know fight to the end and I mean I was not expecting them to pull it out but here we are one and two one and two Vegas comes to town next week I'm thinking two and two at the bye and then the real season starts because it is a gauntlet after the bye um but man yeah right now this game man I just I don't see who's going to be able to stop this offense right now. I mean, especially just looking at our schedule, the Raiders, dude, we should hang 40 next week. I know we won't, but we should. And I mean, Cowboys just lost Trayvon Diggs. Chiefs defense has been pretty good. But I mean, dude, this offense right now, Kellen Moore and Keenan Allen are best friends right now because he just knows how to get that dude open. And Justin knows how to deliver that ball to him. So with this duo right now, dude, we might see a, career year if if Keenan stays healthy this year we will see his most productive year in the NFL by far and to think some people on Twitter this offseason wanted to wanted to cut him and and use that to free up some cap space and I'm like bro how quickly do we forget you know when he when he is available third and Keenan man and he's on the field he is as good as anybody there is I mean I think it's extra sweet that he was able to to go off against the Vikings and Justin Jefferson because yeah. that just kind of like shows, hey man, like I'm still here, you know, I'm still like I'm the I'm the old vet, but ain't nothing's changed. Like it was great, and Jefferson I think had hilarious hilariously, Justin Jefferson did not extend his streak of 150 games because he finished with 149. So you mean yards, not games, but yeah. Or excuse me, hundred yeah. Games yeah. of having 150. Yeah, that's hilarious. I didn't even know I wasn't even thinking about that stat going into the game. Um, I couldn't remember how many you had. I bet it's over at a hundred though, which was a lock, and I know you bet him to score a touchdown. So but yeah, I would say overall, I mean, outside of Justin Jefferson, really, Vikings didn't have too much. They were able to get a few chunk runs here and there, but they didn't really have another really consistent receiving threat you know Hawkinson had that one fumble and then the interception tipped off his hands so not a really a great day from him I was just I was just pretty proud of how resilient um we were able to really be on offense and just how consistent uh we were able to just take the ball down the field I don't I don't remember quite right but I don't think we had a three and out at any point yesterday but it it felt like we were just able to move the ball at will um, yeah. you know, every now and then we would have a penalty or two to backtrack us a little bit and stall the drives. But other than those, once we got going right off the rip, no looking back. Yeah. And just to go back to Keenan some more, I mean, dude, yeah. If, if he stays healthy this year, I'm thinking career numbers and look, we already know him and Herbert have that connection, but I think he's also like, I think the further we get in the season, Keenan and Kellen Moore are going to maybe develop more of a relationship and kind of, you know, have some, you know, some more schemes drawn up uh, for him, for him to get the ball more. But yeah, I mean, he's right now, dude, that pass was so sick. <laughs> that play was so sexy, sick. Dude. That was awesome. Like, that, that's, like that's stuff that we're not used to seeing as chart. Well, not as of recent back in the LT days, but we don't, it doesn't feel like we do like trickery or anything, which having Kellen Moore come in is just such a nice breath of fresh air this season. And man, I hope that, I hope this isn't just a yearly rental before he turns into a head coach. Cause I'm really excited for what he can do. Yeah. And the offense I do want, I mean, we're talking, just talking about the offense in general, lots of good things yesterday. Obviously looking at the, the box score, it's, it's a, a stat nerds dream, but I do want to, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not trying to be that guy, but like, I was meaning to ask you, like, what's up with some of the situational play calling? Um, not that it's, you know, all bad, but there were definitely some moments. And, and you know, you tweeted something last night um, about you know how you agreed with the call to go for it on fourth and one, um, with under two minutes left, up four. Um, but what's up with that play call, like? You know, I, I just – I don't get it either. Um, when you have a 6-6 QB, it, it seems like uh, – you know, it was less than a yard even. It was ruled – it was like at a yard, but 
well, I'm saying they called it a yard, but it was it was in between the hashes. Like it was a lot less than a yard. When you have a six foot six QB, I mean that just seems like a no brainer to me. You know, I I thought so. Um, and then I you know it got me thinking. Uh, my a buddy of mine who listens to the to the show every now and then. So TJ, if you're listening to this, shout out TJ. What's up? Shout out TJ. But he's a diehard Cowboys fan. And so oh. immediately when the news, you know, dropped this offseason, Kelmore, you know, going to be the OC, yeah, I immediately text him. He's like, okay, like, give me the good, give me the bad. I, I, I give, it, give it to me straight. And lots of good things, you know, initially, uh, you know, very, very satisfied with, with him being the OC and, you know, hard not to be when you're – one of the top offenses in the league scoring wise yardage wise. Um, but he did mention, he's like the one thing that could or probably will drive you crazy at some point is the situational play calling. And it's funny because I really haven't brought it up. I mean, I've kind of forgot about it until, you know, last night this morning, but we've already had a couple of examples this season, you know, it's only week three, but we've already had a few examples of some questionable situational play calling. You know, I, I think of, you know, week one, you know, the inability to go down and get three points to win the game at the end of the game, you know, obviously week two, a uh, chance to, to go out, win it in overtime and, you know, the three and out, the miscommunication. And then, you know, yesterday, the fourth and one, you know, it's like, they, they, it wasn't even a regular handoff. It was like some fullback. Um, Kelly yeah, was like, and yeah, no, it, was, it, it just was terrible. So it, it got me thinking, like, I'm not calling him out, but I'm and, like, it's just a trend that I'm going to be like keeping, keeping tabs on because I, I just didn't know if anyone else had noticed that or, you know, the, you know, just that familiarity of, of Kellen Moore, you know, having a history of doing that. I don't know if anyone else was aware of that, but uh, it's definitely something that I thought of and wanted to bring up because I, I don't really yeah. love it. Well, no, I mean, that's been three straight weeks of some pretty good examples of that. I mean, especially yesterday, dude, I love the decision. Go for it. I did not want to get our defense back out on the field. Um, I really just wanted to put the game away there. There was only about a minute minute 30, I think. Vikings had no timeouts, though. So, I mean, that first down ends the game. So, I love the idea to go for it. But, yeah, I don't know. They just ran some, like, weird little off-put, like, counter handoff to Josh Kelly, and it got stuffed right away. So, I don't know why we didn't go to the QB sneak there. I mean, with how big of a guy Justin Herbert is, it, it feels like a no-brainer. But, I mean, clearly to us – we must not know anything. So, yeah, I mean, I, I just hope going forward, you know, I, I, and it's easy to be the, the dude on the couch, you know, that is awesome at playing Madden. It's like, all right, here's the play I would have ran, but like, yeah. And you know, it's, it's definitely situational, but I would just like to see going forward more aggressive. Not, I mean, aggressiveness because they did go for it on fourth and one, but I don't know. Just call up something better. It just, I mean, I also think we get in our heads, you know, we watch teams like the Eagles who are able to just pull off, you know, anytime the Eagles have fourth and one, it's uh, right. automatic first down, which it's not as easy as it looks. You know, there's a lot more that goes into it. I think it was Jason Kelsey was talking on their podcast, but there's so much more that goes into like that kind of a play call. You have to have the certain kind of bodies on the field. Not that it still wouldn't have worked. I mean, I still think probably 75% of the time that play should work. But, I mean, I, I feel like we do get it in our head that that just feels automatic from there. And, obviously, the OCs and everybody know way more than we do. So, yeah. But, overall, yeah, situational play calling, definitely something to keep an eye on going forward. Maybe we won't have to worry about it if we just start blowing teams out. But, I mean, we know that probably won't be the case. So, yeah, in a perfect world, that I mean, that's I would love that. Um, but yeah, as you said, like it being the chargers, like it's always going to come down to that. It seems like, so, um, I don't know. It's just, yeah, something to keep an eye on, something that I wanted to bring up and just curious as if, you know, if anyone else out there has had noticed uh, a similar trend. 
Yeah, definitely something to keep an eye on. Overall, though, I mean, I've loved most of the play calls. It just it seems like he just knows how to use the pieces out on the field. He knows what's going to be able to come open, and you know, he 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 just he gets guys into holes that Justin Herbert can throw the ball into. So, I think that he's using him very well though thus far to start the season. Yeah, uh, oh, 100%. I mean, hard to argue with 405 yards. Just let him cook, man. Just let him cook and sprinkle in some some other good stuff in there, but um anyone else any other thing on the offense got I can't talk today. Offensive side um talk about no no sacks from what i remember well they had that one that justin like dropped the drop justin dropped the ball and then had to fall on top of it on that third down but like no offensive line played great yesterday no no really pressures or much for the vikings and the vikings sent i saw the stat today vikings blitzed on 80 percent of defensive snaps and justin herbert Threw for 405 yards and had threw and had seven incompletions. So I'd say that the offensive line definitely did their part to win that game yesterday. Yeah, that's a great way to sum it up. I mean, the dominant performance really on you know on the offensive line side. Uh, yeah, they're really ever. I mean, there was a couple times the pocket collapsed a little bit, but I feel like Herbert is getting so much better too at being able to maneuver the pocket. Um, you know, start to use his legs a little bit more to, to buy him some some space. And, you know, that was apparent yesterday because he was, I mean, even the, I think it was early in the game where it, I thought for sure he was going to get sacked. And then he just took off out of nowhere yeah. for like a 12-yard gain. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, shit. Like, he really uh-huh. is very fast. <laughs> like, he, you look at him out there and he's a giant. But once he gets those legs turning, man, like he – he can get uh, and his acceleration. He can get you know up to to sixty pretty quick. Yeah, no, it's 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 no Philip Rivers back there anymore. Thankfully, it's it is not, it is nice to be able to see somebody run out of the pocket and you know go pick up a few yards instead of taking a sack. So, yeah, that's that's still crazy to me that we have a quarterback that can do that because sixteen years of Phil and and then. Uh, you know, it's only year four of Herbert, but I'm still just like, wow, amazed yeah. when he just takes off out of nowhere. So, yeah, shout out to the offensive line. Heck of a performance. And, um, yeah, nothing to talk about much in the running game. Receiver-wise, talked about Keenan, talked about Mike. Yeah, I'm ready to, to move over to the defensive side. Let's do it. Um, yeah, I think we mentioned earlier, so some quick stats from the defensive side of things um, chargers given up 130 on the ground and a little over 300. I can't think of the exact number. It's like three Oh six. I want to say from cousins. Um, so again, not, not a great performance defensively, but they, they made the plays they needed to this week. They didn't break, you know, they, they were able to, to bend and, you know, keep the, the offense out of the end zone, you know, whether it was field goal or just, defensive goal line stops. I mean, they, they really won the game uh, in certain aspects uh, for this team. You know, they, they iced it. The offense had their opportunity to do that and they weren't able to get it done. And so the defense, you know, was able to step up in a huge way and really, you know, get some much needed momentum and confidence going into Raider week. Yeah. What I really think was awesome about our defense's performance yesterday is it wasn't really, a ton of our big name dudes that were the ones making plays. You know, it was Tuli Dilopolotu, you know, getting after the quarterback nine times. It was guys like Nick Neiman, who was in perfect coverage on that final interception. You know, Kenneth Murray made the pick. I mean, I saw, I heard a Loey Gilman's name get announced. And dude, Asante Samuel Jr. had the highest PFF grade of his career yesterday. So, I mean, just lockdown stuff. I thought overall, I mean, dude, they were playing Justin Jefferson. I mean, that, that's he's Justin Jefferson could probably have a bad game and go for 120. So, I mean, there's no way I was just expecting them to completely shut him down. But like you said, I think that they bent, but they didn't quite snap all the way. And we were able to get it done defensively, which was awesome. Yeah. And then it really, get, you know, it's just like, it's so, I cannot figure this defense out, bro, because then you have individual performances that are off the charts. You know, like you said, Asante Samuel Jr., um, Tuli, Tuli Blotu, Joey Bosa, 
you know, um, the uh, yeah. Who else did you mention in there? Sorry. Uh, Jasir Taylor. I heard his name called a few times. Nick Neiman. Oh, hello, Gilman. Gilman. Hello, Gilman. Had that yeah. had that big strip on Hawkinson, like. It's those it's those underrated dudes, you know. We're not hearing the names Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, Derwin James as much as we once were. It's it's these younger guys that we're really seeing growth out of, which is which is awesome. Right. And then once these once these older guys, you know, they're bound to make plays. They're NFL vets for a reason that have been on like all pro teams. They're gonna make some plays. So once that starts happening, mixed with those young guys, we might we might have a halfway decent defense. So at some point this season. It just it doesn't make sense in my head at all. It's like you have the stars, you know, the guys you mentioned that haven't been making as much noise lately, and then you have all these young guys that are, are stepping up to the occasion. And you would think, like, with the, the, the payroll that it, that that defense is, and with these young guys stepping up, like, it makes no sense as to why offenses are just moving the ball at will. You know, I mean, yeah, sure they're. They're making great plays here and there, um, but consistently, it's it just seems like they're far and few between, like we're few and far between. I don't know if you feel the same way. Um, yesterday, no, I mean, they, they they had some more splash plays yesterday, and they also got completely screwed out of a fumble that was fucking ridiculous. But yeah, anyways, like they still made they still made big plays and they they showed up. But it's again, it's it's plays they have to make it's their do or die plays. And we've seen them come short. You know, this is, you know, uh, just a game that we were able to see them get it done. But uh, yeah, I just am not able to figure this defense out. It makes zero sense. It has to be. That's why I'm like, I'm convinced it's just a, a scheme thing. I mean, it's gotta be at this point. Cause you're right. Like this, this defense should be a lot more consistent than it is. The, the whole reason we won yesterday the whole reason the defense did really much for us yesterday was just being able to get it done when it mattered late in the fourth, which they were able to do. But, yeah, I mean, the Vikings were able to move the ball pretty effectively for most of the game. And then, you know, here and there, like you said, that fumble was a BS call. Uh, we got helped out on that Derwin um, rough roughing or uh, no, it wasn't roughing. Yeah. Unnecessary roughness, which I also thought was a BS call. The Michael Davis uh, uh, legal Illegal the, contact, illegal, hands, the face. illegal yeah. hands of the face on that third down. So just little things like that, just shooting yourself in the foot like that. Is, it's just the story of our defense right now, unfortunately. But I yeah. think I think they have improved week to week so far this year. You know, they, they definitely have seen more improvements in Miami week one. They so, have, I mean, but they've been very, very small improvements. Like, yeah, but I'm saying it's a marathon, not a sprint. So I'll take small improvements over, you know, net losses yeah. any day. I mean, I, yeah, that that's, that's true. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, you look at, you look at this defense and like, for me, I'm, I just think of this, this team is never like this team specifically, how this roster is never going to win uh, stress-free games. I guess you can call them as long as this defense is still doing what it's doing. Like the, it, Yesterday was the prime example. I mean, look what Justin Herbert did. And it's like, it still came down to Kirk Cousins with the ball on the six yard line. Like that, yeah. that is ridiculous. That is insane. Um, and it's great that it worked out. Like, I was, I was, I was pumped yesterday, but it's just like, at some point, dude, like if this team is ever, if we ever want to stress free Sunday, like this defense has to get more consistent and, it, yeah, until that happens, like we're we're this is the life that we live. It's going to be fourth quarter games, overtime, last possession games, and that's just and that that has been Charger football for the last two or three seasons. Forever, well, yeah. Forever, I mean, I mean, yeah. This, this I mean, this team, this team is going to win games because of number ten and number thirteen and guys like that on the offensive side of the field. I don't foresee this team ever winning a game because our defense is just stout. Before winning games this season, it's going to be just an absolute offensive explosion, which I'm confident that we can do more of. But yeah, for the defense, it's not going to be the reason why. Yeah, they're not they're not going to help us out too much this season. I just I just think that I don't know if it's the pieces just aren't in the right places or 
Yeah, because there's so many big name guys on this team for this defense to be as bad as it has been through three weeks. So I think that they still have a chance to come around. It's still week three. You know, we got the Raiders this week, which is a good opportunity for a big defensive game. And then we got the bye week before a big stretch in our season. So I still will give them some time to turn around. I've I have been pretty excited about some performances, like mentioned K9 earlier and some of those younger guys so far through the first few weeks. But overall, the consistency is just not there right now. It's going to be bend, don't break for the rest of the season, just like it has been for the last three or four seasons. Yeah, and we have another chance to see what Brandon Staley will do out of a bye week. You know, because like you said, bye week, week five, and then you got Cowboys week six, Monday night, and then at Arrowhead week seven. Yep. Fun. Like that's, I mean, I mean, you would like to think it gets better. Hopefully it does get better. I, I want to see it get better, but that'll be a big, a big tell or a big sign test, whatever you want to call it for this defense, this defensive staff, Brandon state. I mean, that's a lot of people are going to look at that and he doesn't have the best bye week or, you know, or best record coming out of a bye week, but Cowboys, you know, they're, they're clearly beatable because yesterday was just a joke, but, and I'm feeling a lot better about that matchup now after, after yesterday. Yeah. Um, and Hey, Kellen Moore revenge game. Like I'm just saying the storylines add up. So, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see what this defense can do over the next couple weeks um, going into and coming out of the bye week. And I do think they'll have a few games. I mean, they do have a couple games every season where they do dominate from start to finish. You know, I'm thinking of like the Colts game last year, um, the Rams game, you know, so there, there's a few games a year where they just show up from start to finish. Uh, you know, everything's working and they dominate, but yeah, consistently, that's my question. Like, can they can they become more consistent this season? And can they just be, like, we've talked about it all offseason. Can they just be a middle-of-the-pack defense? You do not be in the bottom third of the league when it comes to, to defenses. And if you're able to just do that, I mean, this, this team can win a ton of games. What's the stat? Justin Herbert's like 20-5. and five in his career when his defense doesn't give up 28 yep. points. It's ridiculous. Crazy, and that right there is Ben don't break, man. If we just give up 20 points a week, we can live with that. Cause we know damn sure our offense is capable of scoring much more than 20. So I I'm just, I'm expecting more of the same that we've seen in the last few years. You know, realistically, I, I still think that, I mean, we're only three weeks in, but realistically, I think that this team is still, still can win 10 games this year and sneak in as a six or seven seed. Easily. And it's it's still early and we've seen a lot of we've seen a lot of top AFC teams, you know, that were predicted to be towards the top of the league go down with, you know, Aaron Rodgers. Uh Bengals have not looked impressive yet. Uh, just there's a lot of teams, there's a lot of football left to play. This defense can turn it around. I, I think you you said it really well, I believe last year you said, but they 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 play down to their competition. You know, this defense is good enough to shut down some bad offenses, but I would never ever take this defense to shut down a decent to good offense you know that that's just I just don't think that they have the coaching to be able to do that right now and I think it's proved itself I mean at least our defense did play better against Miami week one than uh how the Broncos played against Miami yesterday so yeah and that that's actually interesting that you say that because I do think they played down to their opponents but I also think they play up to their opponents um not the Miami game. That's actually looking back on that game. That's actually another reason why that one hurts that much more is because you did, that was one of the teams you did shut down last year defensively. And it just felt like they completely went away from that script. And yeah, it just made no sense. Um, and that's usually, you know, a big game, big offense. They usually play up to the, their competition as well. So that was just kind of disappointing, but you know, when you think of all the Chiefs battles over the last two or three seasons, I mean, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, if you look at the final score, you know, it really doesn't look great. But 
when you look at what they what they can do for three quarters or a half, you know, shut down the Chiefs, you know, get some Mahomes, make some plays. Um, so I like I do think they they play to their level of competition more than just playing down. But obviously, Miami Week One was a, a different story. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I just I would never like I mentioned if this team's going up against a powerhouse offense, you know they're not gonna hold them to like twenty points. You know it's gonna be one of those games that our right. our offense has to score thirty and our defense has to hold them to like, like twenty four or something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the thing that that's what kind of is like twenty our offense is, our offense is good enough to win those kinds of games, which is why I think we're still able to squeak out some wins this year, but. Yeah, defensively adjustments need to be made. Um, but uh, you know what? I'm just – I'm happy. I'm all right with how they performed yesterday. So I'm just going to keep that in mind. Yeah, they do have another week to improve. And you know, the Raiders did not look great last night at all. Uh-uh. So I'm feeling good going into that matchup. And I'm feeling good just overall about this team. They needed that win so badly. Like – they, they could not afford to start 0-3. I, I really believe well, – I mean, what do you think would have happened had they – do you think – I'm just going to say – I'm just going to say this. Do you think it would have happened had we lost yesterday? No, not not a week before the bye. I think if it was going to happen, it would have been – I think they would have gone through one more week at least and then discussed things during the bye. So. That's fair. That's kind of what I thought too. I mean, Twitter was going crazy. Like, and like we like, talked, oh and like we talked about, I think it, it would have been about like the nature of the loss too. You know, if it was like a massive blown lead, or you know, our defense got scorched for five hundred pass yards or something along those lines. I, I think that would all play into any decisions that would be made about the situation. Yeah, and it definitely did not feel. I mean, look, at this point, I don't know how long or what what the threshold is of time that organizations and front offices give coaches before they allow the media to start like chipping away at their brain kind of planting seeds and over time like just watering them and then like i don't know what what time frame that occurs in but it definitely starts to seem like it has to it has to i mean it definitely feels like the front out like this year feels different than last year last year when, when people were calling for it to happen uh it just didn't feel like, I mean, let's, I mean, come on, like, you need more time. Like, it just felt like it was not, they hadn't got there yet. Yeah. Um, this year feels a little different. Definitely feels like some of that outside pressure is at least starting to kind of bubble up somewhere. I mean, it definitely feels like we're, you know, we're, well, it feels like we were heading towards that very rapidly with just how this season started. So, yeah, um, I definitely think there has to be some notion of, outside pressure starting to get in when it comes to to that but yeah i was just curious because i mean thank god (laughs) thank god i mean that this feels very much like the cleveland game last year but it's just like hey forget about it move on it's a win you know never never gonna apologize for winning a game on sunday in any fashion so yeah i guess you can put you can you the easy thing is just to forget it and like wipe the slate clean and be excited for the Raiders week. But uh, I just know like it's going to be something that could linger, especially, you know, we'll have to see how the next five, six weeks go. But yeah, it's a man. It was just a good old fashioned chargers football game. That's all it was. It's literally what it was. It was chargers. It was a chargers win down to a T. I mean, we won that game, how we've won games, so much in the past, you know, with little help from the defense, but a whole lot of offense. And really, I think as long as number 10 is under center, we're going to be seeing a lot more of those games. So buckle up, Bolts fans. Buckle up. Man, I don't have anything else to add unless you – unless I'm forgetting anything from you. I think we've touched on pretty much uh, all of it. All I mean, special teams. Dicker, Dicker missed a 53-yarder yesterday. Special teams. I mean, I don't know. I'm not. There's not really much to touch on it. Dicker is going to be our kicker for a while. You know, guys miss field goals every now and then. It's not like it was a chip shot. So I don't think there's too much to dig into there. 
At what point do you start? At what point would you trust him to kick a 53 yarder? Not yet. To win the game. Not yet. That's kind of where I'm at. Like I love, I love Dicker. Um, You know, like that was only his second career miss, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, However, there is, there is like a theme building here. And that is the kind of the, the 50 yard barrier. I mean, he's great. And that's really where you really want guys to be, to be great is 50 and in, you know? Yeah. Those are the, the extra painful ones. If, if you aren't making those, especially in those, uh, you know, crunch time moments, but it is, you know, I don't know. Like it, it, it definitely feels like, um, like a limit or like a, like a ceiling when it, when it comes to that part of the kicking game. And yeah, we just need to give him more opportunities, more tries. I do. I do love the fact that it is more of a fourth and stately environment. So, you know, you can argue kicker is even less important. And I think we've talked about that before of, Hey, if you're going to go for it, you know, on the 38 or the 40 yard line, you know, it, it really, yeah. you know, doesn't, but sometimes you have to, sometimes you're forced to like, I'd rather kick a, a 52 yarder than just throw up a fucking Hail Mary, you know? Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's like sometimes, yeah, in theory, that's perfect, but it, it is, you know, something that it's a seed in my brain that is like, oh shit. Now every kick over 50, I'm going to be like sweating my, my balls off because. What's your. Let's just hope best track record there. Let's just hope that we don't have to worry about kicks like that, and we can just finish the drive with seven points going forward. Which, with this offense, I think is very possible. So, Dicker can make extra I mean, points for this offense, then I'll be happy. I would love that, but yeah, it's just something. Sorry to be the cynic, but it's definitely something that I was like, God damn, I was I was rooting for him so hard to make that field goal yesterday. You have no idea. Yeah. I know, man, but it's just something now that's like, and had he made it yesterday, like it would have, it's a thought that it like literally popped in my brain yesterday. And now it's like a seed that's been planted. And I'm like, yeah, now it's too late. And now now you're just, now you're stressing about it. Yeah. And then until he makes like one or maybe two, I'm going to be like, okay, no, I was worrying about nothing. Like, yeah, I'll give him, I'll give him some more time. I'm not, I'm not concerned. Like you said, his, his accuracy has been, far better than any other kicker we've had yeah. in years. So I'm not too worried about it now. We just, we haven't seen enough from 50 plus to really worry too much about it yet. But I do understand how it is something that you have in the back of your head when you're lining up for, you know, something around that length. Right. And hopefully they just get in more, more reps. Like that's all I really yeah, want to see at this point. Like, yeah, it's tough. I mean, the sample size is so small too. That's what doesn't, that's what doesn't like, allow me to really like let my mind wander about it it's just because the sample size is so small and it's like you know you got to give the dude more yeah more opportunities to show what he can do and yeah dude he's been great and you'd also like to assume like hey if it does come down to a game winning kick like you'd like to trust you know that herbert and the offense can at least get you into 45 ish range you know like a little bit more manageable yeah the 30 yard line 28 yard line or something like that and but so yeah you know um, but yeah, overall it's a win, man. It victory Monday was so sweet today. God, it's been, it's been a minute much, much appreciated. I'll take on the Monday scaries. If we get the W any day of the week, I'll, I will battle through any kind of hangover. If it means that we win the day before. So yeah, I, I agree, man. So all right, man, let's go ahead and get out of here uh, unless there's anything else you want to add. But just to wrap it up, Chargers defeat the Vikings yesterday, 28-24 in a wild game in Minnesota. Justin Herbert, 405 yards, 40-47. The list goes on. There was but, actually uh, there was an indentment on like the field when he was walking off because that's where his fucking balls were all over that stadium <laughs> yesterday. So oh, that's crazy. Great. it was crazy to see. Damn, bro. Just a big ass, big ass dent in that field. There really is. But yeah, <laughs> I got I got nothing else to add, man. It's Raiders week. So it's Raiders week, bro. Yeah, let's let's get to two and two going into the bye week. 
And then, like he said, that's when the real fun begins. So make sure to follow us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at PatterHourPodLA for all the latest news and updates about the podcast and about our bolts going forward. And if you're watching this on YouTube, throw us a sub and a like and bolt up. Oh,